Yeah. I feel like people don't people don't wanna rep their city, man. Red city. I rep my city. Portland 503, I need to stand up right now. OG, wanna see with G? We got what you want. We got what you need. Come and light it up, up. Come and join the team. We got what you want. We got what you need. Come and light it up, up. Come and join the team. Blazer gang. Gang, gang, gang. Back in the studio. Blazer Gang Podcast 18. I'm Andre Miller, president of BG Operations. Our dynamic podcast leader, Boyd Urban, is out today with a food illness, so we are wishing him a quick recovery. But here at BG, we are blessed with versatility and depth, just like the Blazers bench. In the studio with me today, to my left, is Wanger Banger 300. Hey, Wang, man, I'm sorry for your Duke loss. Here, here just a second ago it's all good we'll just fight back next year i mean we're gonna lose all four freshmen but you know duke is duke they'll come back yeah to the left of wayne we got your boy cma what's up chris what's good man <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just want to comment on you know this duke and north carolina rivalry that we got you know last week on the podcast you guys came at me because my target was lost you see how karma comes right back around real quick like that? I, I just want to say, you guys didn't lose. You guys got blown out. Hey, egg. Uh, hey. L is an L. It's okay. Y'all it took the L today, so it's all good, man. All right, y'all. Hey, make sure y'all checking us out, as always, on social media. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Music. Um, today in the podcast, we're going to go over Nurkic injury. Unfortunately, got to talk about it just a little bit. Uh, we're going to go over our weekly recap, and we're also going to go over our standings. And we have a couple of special guests today um, going to talk to some people that we could possibly be matching up with in the first round. So let's get into it. Yes, yesterday, Saturday, we had a um, viewing party at LaMichael, LaMichael's Killer Burger um, in Cedar Hills. It was a great turnout uh, hosted by Mika Tyler. Um, great crowd, much respect to LaMichael for the hospitality. Um, not the outcome that we were actually looking for, but it was a good turnout. A lot of good fans. We had fun. Chris was there with me. What'd you think about it, Chris? I mean, it was a small turnout, but it was good. The energy was good. Yeah. Um, you know, it's good food. Shout out to LaMichael, man. Killer burger out there in Cedar Hills, you know. Um, but you know, it's the faithful out here, you know, the Blazers, you know, on Saturday. Afternoon. It was nice outside. So, oh, it was beautiful. You, you know, and we, spring break. It, it too. really was, man. Yeah. So, you know, you couldn't really, you know, hold people by the hand and come in to kill a burger, but it was, right. it was a good turnout. It was a yeah. good turnout. Yeah, nah, we definitely had fun, man. Viewing parties are always fun to, uh, to be able to do and be able to communicate with the fans. A mm -hmm. um, couple of things to look forward to. Um, we have a new partnership with Cultural Blends inside of the Lloyd Center. Shout out to Troy. Um, that'll be kicking off sometime next week. You guys can be able to come into uh, Cultural Blends inside of the Lloyd Center probably starting Friday, uh, right in time for the playoffs. Be able to get your Rip City on their ass T-shirts. Be able to get your Rise Above T-shirts. We got a new partnership also with Portland Inc., a new upcoming um, company that does direct-to-garment 
printing, but not only do they do direct-to-garment printing, they also do sublimation, and it's hard to find somebody that actually does sublimation here in Portland. So shout out to them. Go ahead and follow them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram. Check them out, man. Real nice people. Good company. And we're excited to be able to uh, partner with them. Got some uh, Nurkic t-shirts that we're actually about to be coming hey, out with. Hey, you they had it hot. on. You had it on another day. I had it on last yeah, night. Yeah, it was looking real nice. Hey, it was looking real hey, nice. I like that. A lot of I had a lot of eyes on it, man. It's real hot. We'll post about it as soon as we get a little bit more details and you know get them contracts signed and stuff. But no, nah, it was definitely good. So let's get into our first segment, man. The Nurkic injury. It was a solemn, quiet night of clinching the playoffs for us, man. Man, I was over at the homie's house watching it. It was a great game, first and foremost. Let's, let's talk about that. It, it was, it was very competitive, you know, going up against those Nets. You know, I heard, you know, they're like the East Coast Blazers. They are. Almost, Absolutely. You know? They got three or four Blazers or three Blazers. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, Ed, um, Napier. AC. Crab. Yeah. Uh, Crab. Um, who else? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, it, it, it was a good game. Um, you know, D Lo, he had a great game. Um, but when it came down to that overtime, man. It was tough. It it, it was tough. Yeah. You know, on a posi- on a positive note though, we just seen the other night that one of the Nets players was actually wearing a Nurkic t shirt. Right, yeah. Showing yes, his yeah. support. It, I and I think that. he's Bosnian too. I mm-hmm. think so. I yeah. did see that tweet. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that's nice support, you know, on a on a more positive note. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I was more impressed after, like, during the OT game, OT time, um, you know, everyone was shocked and basically just, you know, like, not willing to play anymore. Mm-hmm. But, it's hard to play after yeah. something like that. And I saw a Dame quote something like, you know, Nurk wouldn't want us to be like this. He would want us to fight through it. Mm-hmm. And then after we can, you know, figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. Which First thing that Nurk told Neil O'Shea was, at least we won the game. Yeah. Right. You, so, man, you know, that gives me yeah. goosebumps right, right. now. Man. So Nurk, Nurk is in good spirits for that. Yeah. But, you know, back to Wang's point, like, Dame, he just showed another uh, – facet of dame you know absolutely. being a, a leader rallying the troops man absolutely and grinding out that win in a double overtime victory right. you know over the net so right uh you know shout out to the blazers man just overcoming rising above you know rising uh, above everything yeah. adversity on that one absolutely so. and and i hate to throw this out there because there's always the what ifs and stuff but what if seth would have made that shot Oh, the oh, man. Yeah. man. And Seth's yeah. a great shooter, man. He is, he is. But you know, you can't really think like that. <laughs> There's so many what ifs, you know. Yeah, you really I can, hate to bring you know? up the what ifs, but man, I you know, that's that's what all the fans is talking about. And that's right. what it, you know, that that would have stopped us from going into overtime. You know, man. he he had his um George Hill moment, you know. Yeah. Back with uh, LeBron and them in that game yeah. one in the playoffs. Yeah. Of, of the finals, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's tough, man. I, uh, me personally, man, I stayed up. I, I wake up early in the morning to go to work, but I stayed up till like one o'clock in the morning, man. And and like I couldn't do nothing. I was just scrolling social media and and just like my stomach was turning, man. And even when I went to sleep that night, I was still waking up. Right. And that, my first thought was, damn, Nurkic is really injured. Like he's done, and it, it sucks because he was having a career year. Career, you yeah. know, and that's that was like the first thing that came to my mind, you know, when he went down. Like having a career year, averaging what fifteen and ten, you know, and three assists. Yeah. So like that's that was the first. And he thing had that a came career night. He, he had did. like thirty two and he had thirty two and sixteen or something yeah. like that. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, he was killing that night. And the thing is, is like 
Nurk lays it on the line every night. Mm-hmm. He, he gives does, us man. that emotion. He gives us that fight, that he dog. That, that, that little swagger. Yeah. You know? That's that's what we're missing. Yeah. But that um, beast mentality. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That beast mentality. Hey. I mean, um, on a positive note, we can only look at some ups here. Nurk is 24, so he can mm-hmm. bounce back mm-hmm. from it. Uh, one of the ESPN um, analysis doctors, Dr. Robert Clapper, tweeted that, um, in quotes, he said, the body, body's response to a fracture is to heal the break with extra bone called callus. His tibia will be stronger than before once it heals. Hashtag Paul George, hashtag MVP. Mm. And the reason why he hashtag Paul George and the MVP is right. because Paul George actually had that same injury that occurred um, and now, during the summertime. He, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and now Paul George came back and he's playing better than ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, that's definitely a positive note right there. Um Moving forward, looking at history of injuries from prior bigs for the Blazers. You know what I'm saying? We got Bill Walton. Got, got Big Red. You know what I'm saying? Michael Thompson, the father of Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Sam Bowie. And then the boy G.O. Yeah, Greg, man. Greg Oden. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's, there's some there's some history of bigs there. I, I know one thing that I hated seeing on social media was was the emotion of the fans you know what i'm saying like my thing was is i wanted to show support for nurkic and i want to apologize to chad you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. i've seen a couple of i've seen a couple of tweets from chad mm-hmm. and i kind of went at him because you know what i'm saying like i didn't feel like it was time for us to give up mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i didn't i didn't i didn't feel like the season was over right. i didn't feel like the playoffs was over i really didn't even care about the playoffs then and there my mindset was Nurkic. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want to make sure Nurkic was okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I had to stay off of social media after that for a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? Because of the emotion of the fans. And 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 honestly, I mean, just seeing how we we've only lost the one game. And that was the game against Detroit Mm -hmm. since CJ's injury and since Nurkic's injury. So everybody has been able to rise above. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Rise above. And we got depth, man. Everybody's pulling the load. You know what I'm saying? You can see Dame, he's playing. And there was one night where he only had 11 points. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he was dishing. He was making other people better. He's making the whole team better. And then the next night, he had like 31. So there's different different levels to Dame's game. Yeah. It, and even Dame, you know, um, other other players, you know, they're stepping up. And mm-hmm. like you said with Chad saying that, uh, you know, the season's done. You know, the Blazers, they fought too hard to, you know, get this fourth seed. And at the time, I want to say we was in the third position, the third mm-hmm. seed. And I think, like, our team, like Dre said, like, we're we're strong, man. We're strength in numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we could go. Oh, I don't especially, know about that quote. But. Especially, <laughs> you did that GSW yeah, quote. My bad, my bad. <laughs> but, no, we, 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 we could go eight or nine deep, you know. So, yeah. and, it, and it showed over the past week. Yeah, and especially this year, um, I – uh, per 100 possessions, um, we score 114.7 points, which mm-hmm. is the highest in Blazers team history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty impressive. And, you know, with every organization, you're going to have mixed emotions when um, uncircumstances um, happen, such as the Nurkic injury and the McCollum injury. So you're going to have these waves of different fans kind of going at it. But yeah. that's what makes it great. That's what makes... Um, our, I guess our area of Rip City is so unique because we have so many different mixed emotions that kind of just mesh together. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to make us, let us rise above, um, as Dre was saying earlier. Yeah. So going forward, what does the rotation look like for mm-hmm. the Blazers? What do you guys think? What do you think, Wayne? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think, I mean, obviously, Cantor, Cantor's been sp- starting the past couple games. Uh, I think that Collins, Collins has been getting some minutes. I'm not sure how they're going to fit Leonard in because it seems like they've been just shuffling him out minute game by game with the minutes because he had like seven minutes against the Hawks. I think against the Pistons, he had nine. Mm-hmm. So um, I, there's no way Scal's going to come in. I for, I even forgot after the injury to Nurkic, like I forgot all about Scal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, mm. I, I, but that helps us out. I mean, we got another center in case something else happens. Uh, you know, Lord forbid, not, not going wood. Yeah. You feel me? But you know what I'm saying? We got another athletic big. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which we haven't had in the past. We've had to play a Minu at times at center. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So. I mean that's that's good for us. I mean we're 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 deep and and like you were saying though I I, I actually like Zach and I I want to see Zach play more because yes. when he's really into the game he's a dog. Oh he is man he's he's a a he dog. plays with he emotions, plays emotions man yeah and he shows and he gets the rest of the team pumped up mm-hmm. and, you know now they're everybody's rising to the occasion yeah and and it's good to see but I I do see um you know Zach playing some more at that four position mm-hmm. um of course Canner he's going to take over the starting position mm-hmm. um. Also, Layman, I see, you know, Stotts, he's been, you know, experimenting with right. him in the starting lineup. See, yeah, to see where he can yeah. play at. And so, we'll, can... we'll see how that uh, goes for. Mm-hmm. But I really do want to see um, how Rodney Hood fits into the equation, you know, yeah. if he's also going to get starting minutes, too. Because right now, we are kind of small, you know, with Nurt going out. Right. But with um, Cantor and Layman, that duo, you know, you just got to see how that plays out. Right. So. And Curry's been getting... 25 to 30 plus minutes a game which is oh, he's nice been because he's been yeah. yeah he's been doing phenomenal yeah you know couldn't ask for more especially since the cj injury he's been stepping up yeah he's right. been scoring double figures i think every game yeah. i want to say yeah, since, yeah. Uh, I mean, nurk has been out at yeah. least. and i think we're 17 an hour or something when he scores 10 points or more or something right. like that so it's gonna be going. interesting i mean i know me and chris was talking about this uh last night but it's gonna be interesting to see where Seth fit, fits in when CJ comes back, mm-hmm. you know. But that's that's nice things, you know. When Seth will still have like that fire to him. If once, C, let's say CJ comes back, Seth will have that fire where he's still going to be hot, mm-hmm. and so that's going to be another threat we have coming off the bench. Right. And as long as you stay ready, you ain't yeah, got to get ready. Exactly. Right? You know what I'm saying. So, if the Blazers finished third without CJ and Nurk. Do you guys think that Dame deserves an MVP? Hey, I've been saying this all year. Dame has been overlooked in the MVP, you know, candidate uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, only because, you know, I mean, you do have the Greek freak. You know, he's having a crazy year in Harden. But after that, like, Dame, he's been keeping the Blazers like above water. Like every year, you know, the writers are counting out the Blazers. You know, they're right. not making, you know, the top seeds or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Dame, he always puts in his his hard work and it's showing how how good of a leader he is and how great of a player he is. Mm-hmm. So to your question, if they do get the third seed without Nurk and CJ, he should have more more tension. Right. You know, as he's making his team yeah, better, at least top five. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, of course, you still have KD and you know Paul George and 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 but Russ. They have but yeah, other all stars, right? And you can also. argue the fact with Paul, the Paul George thing, especially since, I mean, the OKC has been falling off the wagon right now, and right. he's so he's, he's back, he, and he's, he's got sleeping. Westbrook, yeah, yeah. Right. And look what Dame's been doing without with without CJ and Nurk, he's six and zero. Oh. 
mm-hmm. or six and one now. Right, right. And yeah, I don't see how he can't like not be one of the MVP candidates up there. Now his name should be in the discussion yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. I don't care what anybody says. And going back to your Vegas odds things, I mean, we we just <laughs> uh-huh. seen that the other yeah. night because Wang posted it on Twitter. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But Vegas had us outside of the playoffs. Which is crazy to me. Like, how can you not have the Blazers in the playoffs? Like, we've been yeah. making the playoffs for the past, what, five, five years. six years? Yeah. Right. This is six. Yeah. And even though we got it's, swept last year, we still made it to the playoffs right. with a that, good seed. Right. You know? So. so, I don't know what people down in Vegas are thinking. <laughs> Weren't I mean, you in I, Vegas? I was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know. What's they mindset down there for the Blazers? I don't man. know what they're, they're drinking like over they, there, they, but they don't respect us down there. Nah, I just say they that. They're giving them free drinks at the casino. They sure were. They sure were. And even to add a little bit more to it, man, do you guys think, I mean, Dame's at a at an all-time level right now, man. Mm-hmm. He's he's making everybody on the floor better. You know what I'm saying? He's not just scoring anymore. I mean, he's dishing and he's creating plays and stuff like that. Do you guys think that, that Dame can elevate to another level in the playoffs? Man, you brought this up last night, too, at Killer Burger. My answer is yes. I think Dame has another level. So we got a playoff Dame the, still to see. A playoff Dame is coming April what thirteenth. That's when the playoffs starts. That's when the playoff yeah. starts. He has another level to go to. I truly do believe that. Like right now, he's just like he's not forcing anything. He's just letting the game come to him. So right. everything's easy. Yeah. Even the pick and rolls, he's you know orchestrating it's slow the offense for him. It's yeah. slow to him. Yeah. You know, but come playoffs. I think you're just gonna see another monster, man. I I, I think so too. Y'all um, me he's, he's yeah, yeah, he's been uh he's you know he's always a guy that plays on with the chip on his shoulder. This is like the most extreme chip on his shoulder yeah. that he's had. And I don't know if you watched the game yesterday, Purdue versus uh, um, the Purdue game. Carson Edwards was just a one man show. That's something I see Dame doing mm. in, a, in a playoff position like this. Man, and he I mean, just takes over. Not just takes over, but takes over right. capitalization, everything. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we really have nothing to pl- prove in the regular season. So Dame has p- something to prove in the playoffs. And I think he's really holding that in. You know what I'm saying? And really oh, yeah. wants to prove he, something. He, he hasn't forgotten about, you know, that that sweep, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. from last year. I, I know he's holding that, you know, it, it's on, on his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that's fueling him. I so. heard something on the radio that just to, you know, prove the elevation of Dame's game, but he's watching video and he's really studying his opponents mm-hmm. to figure out how they're going to play him. Mm-hmm. And then he's 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 going off of that and working off of that to figure out how he wants to play that game. Is he going to have to make people better on the floor that next game because they're going to play him a certain way? They're going right. to guard him a certain way? They're going to they're gonna, uh, force the double teams on him or whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's crazy just to hear how he's been able to elevate his game because every year i'm like man dame's at his peak right now you know what i'm saying and then he just raises it another level on us he does and i think you know that next level is is cerebral you know it's that thinking the thinking game man you know like you said he's he's breaking down film he's studying he's studying his craft and and it's going to show it's going to show i truly do believe that they say once you get to that elite level that the game really slows down a lot for Mm -hmm. you and that's what we see right now in dame that's it does yeah so let's break down the weekly recap real quick. Um, going back to that uh, that two overtime uh, win uh, against the Nets when uh, Nurkic went down with thirty two and sixteen. 
It's yeah, a career, just, career night. Just got to throw that killing. in there. Yeah. Got to throw that and in he there. He was killing, you know what I'm saying? So uh, we finished strong, even even with the loss uh, in the atmosphere. I mean, as a as an athlete myself that really puts it on the line also, like it would be hard for me to even jump up in the air and, and, and grab a rebound or like body with somebody after I've seen something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because Correct. mentally I would think, man, this can happen to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And 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 they were they were able to rise above that. They was able to rise above and, and clinch that win. You know what I'm saying? So that was definitely huge. Not only clinch that win, but clinch the playoff spot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So and uh right before that sweet sequence too, Dame got hit oh, on his yeah. thigh. Was so scary. I thought that I was that. I thought that was yeah, I thought that was something. And then I saw the Nurkic thing happened. I was like, Oh, I think he's fine. Yeah. But then I saw the replay, I was like, Okay, yep. Yeah. yeah, like it. it I want to say, damn near happened back to back. Yeah, Dame getting kicked in the knee, mm -hmm. and everybody held their breath. Right, but he, you know, he walked it off, and he was fine. And then I remember posting in chat. I was like, oh, it just looks like maybe a bone bruise or right. something, because he was able to shake it off yeah. real quick. And then we we went back down like the next sequence. And Nurk fell on the ground, and I'm like, Nurk, get up, man. You always yeah. falling on the <laughs> ground. All right. And then I'm like, oh, sh this is really serious. All right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I actually, um, I tweeted, but I deleted it. Uh, I tweeted at Nurk and I said, you need to get a new nose because you get hit in the, because you get hit so many times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally five minutes later, that happens. Yeah. I feel bad it, yeah. about that. Oh, I deleted huh? that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sucks, man. Uh, that, that next following game, uh, we played the uh, G League affiliates for Chicago. <laughs> for Chicago. Man, nobody's on Chicago, I, I man. I don't even know if I, except for Robin Lopez, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I knew anybody Lori, else. Lori Markman, but he's, but he's, he's, he's out. out. He's, he's out. injured. He's yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. He's another guy that always gets hurt. Yeah. You know. And he's young, too. I knew nobody on Chicago. So, I mean, that was the, that was the next game after Nurkic uh, got injured. So, we couldn't really, like, gauge to see how we were going to be able to play, you know what I'm saying? I mean, even though we did do good, we was winning by big numbers. We won that game, 118-98. But we were supposed to win that game, so. Yeah, that was, I mean, should have yeah, easy win. Um, yeah, saying? and Curry had a season high, 20 points. Uh, Simons. Yeah. And, uh, Anthony Simons, nine points in six minutes. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Nice little, see what he can do a little bit, you know? Yeah, we had a nice little team balance. We had six players in double figures. And then uh, Nurkic, before the game, you know what I'm saying, huddled up with the team. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Gave him a little bit of, in uh, a little bit of energy in the, uh, face in the locker room. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, that motivated the players. They said they was glad to be able to see him in high spirits. And that just shows, you know, the chemistry that the team has, mm -hmm. you know, for, for a player to go out and then. They want to FaceTime the rest of the team. Be like, yo, go and out it, there and kick butt. You and know? From what I hear, it was Stotts. Stotts yeah. was like, oh, no, Nurkic is with us. And then they yeah. FaceTimed him. They literally said they're like family. It's not a team thing. It's a family matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is nice. That's huge, you know? man. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, you what, see like that's, teams what, like that. that's what elevates yeah. teams in the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I'm not saying? Like, that's what makes you go further. <laughs> not like LeBron in LA where he's like, nah, I'll just toss you out. And we'll see or just like, yeah, yeah, just sitting on the end of the bench away from everybody. You know what I'm saying? So... No, yeah, it's definitely a family atmosphere with the Blazers. So that that was good to hear. That yeah, was good to hear. absolutely. And and it was good to see Nurk uh, be able to post that Instagram post. You know what I'm saying, man? Mm -hmm. uh, that's, I think that was one thing that I was really waiting to see and really looking for is is a post for him to see, you know what I'm saying, how he was feeling and stuff like that. But, you know, it seemed like he was in good spirits. He said he was going to come back better than ever. 
You know what I'm saying? Gave a lot of praise to the team, the staff, the doctors, the fans. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that definitely calmed me down a little bit and made me feel a little bit better about everything. Yeah. No, it, it took me it took me about four or five days to, you know, <laughs> get over <laughs> the fact that Nurk was hurt. But yeah, yeah it's a process. You gotta trust the process. Yeah. If anybody wanna talk about, you know, the injury, y'all, y'all give us a call. We'll we'll talk you Absolutely. through it. <laughs> give us a call anytime, man. <laughs> Uh, then after that, after the Chicago win, we went on and played Trey Young and them uh, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, man. Trey Wayne. Yeah. Uh, first versus second rank offense since All-Star break. Yeah, and that boy Trey Young, man, he's been hooping since the All-Star yeah. break. You, you saw it, too, in the first quarter. Both Dame and Trey were just going, going back to back. They mm -hmm. both had 18 points in the first quarter. And yeah. it really just summed up why they're at the first and second rank offense right now since post-All-Star break. Mm -hmm. well, I think that was a little battle between them two. I think Dame probably wanted to show up. Trey, like, hey, I see what you're doing, but let me show you how a veteran does it. You Right. Know? And I think Dame had something like 18 points in the first they quarter. They both had 18, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. was killing no, they they sure were going a uh, bucket for bucket on that one. And Dame finished with thirty six and mm -hmm. seven assists. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it was a good, it was a good another team solid win. When you can, go ahead. and you can see in the second half, Dame kind of like when you guys talking about how Dame is taking up a notch with the cerebral, kind of analyzing how he wants to um, attack the game, approach the game. Uh, he kind of shut Trey down in the second uh, second half. I think mm -hmm. Trey only had like eight points, mm -hmm. and then Dame finished with thirty six and se um, seven. seven. Yeah. yeah. Going off a little off the Blazers, though, who you who do you guys have as rookie of the year? Because I know I posted something, and, and there was a couple of fans that didn't like that I was saying that Trey Young was runner up. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying. I think like, that's great. <laughs> I, I, I feel I feel like maybe if Trey Young was playing the basketball that he's playing right now at the In beginning the of the half, season, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That he'd have a better chance. But man, Luca, man, I mean, nah, he's been Luka, consistent. Luca the Don, man. You know what like I'm he's recording triple doubles. Yeah. I think he had triple triple double against the Warriors last week or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, and then they won that game. And the game is just way too easy for him, man. It's slow for him too, yeah. man. He's he's coming over from Europe and he's giving bets, you know, 30 or something like that. Right. Like, nah, Luca, Luca for sure is the uh, rookie of the year this year, man. Yeah, for I sure. I agree. I agree with that. So Right after the Atlanta game, the Blazers had to fly to Detroit for a back-to-back. -back. Horrible scheduling. Right, man. Now I heard they didn't get into until like 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm sure they had to get up. Like, maybe coach was nice to them. You know what I'm saying? Got up, ate breakfast at like 10, right. 9, 10. I mean, if you get in at 3 a.m., you still not going to sleep till like 4 or 5. 4 or 5, so yeah. You know what Most I'm saying? Definitely. So then they probably only got like five hours of sleep before they had breakfast, had to practice. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And then... Had to play a tough Detroit team, man. It's still kind of battling for a playoff spot, you know, position, you know. Even though they were without Blake Griffin, uh, they Detroit still has a solid team. You oh, know? yeah. Uh, anytime you go against Drummond, you know, he's a 20 and 20 waiting to happen, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, Blazers, they, they had their work cut out for them, you yep. know, especially with Nurk being out. You know, but Cantor held his own. He did. Yep. He did he, that man. first half. He was running. He was right. making Drummond tired. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't yeah. see that. I mean, he was running with the point guards on a, on the court. You know what he I'm was. saying? And he had something crazy like 10 and 13. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just in half. the first half. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, and finished with 20 and 15. I know somebody called us out, man, and said on, on Instagram, it said that uh that he had a trash, he had a trash game, man. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know how 20 or 15 can be trash right. yeah. anywhere. You if you're just looking saying? at the numbers specifically, it's like, were you watching the game too? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. In a rec league game, you know what I'm saying? 20 and 15. If I'm by myself playing somebody else's 20 and 15, <laughs> you know what I'm solid. saying? It's solid. Yeah. You know, so nah, man, I'm Blazers have been playing well, even besides that loss. That loss is the first one. I mean, we can we can toss that um, loss off, anyways. I mean, according to Roto Grinders, there's a 33 percent chance of um, winning your second back to back road mm. game. So oh, we already had the statistics against us, right? Right. Right. And it's it's only the first loss since the Blazers, uh, you know, since CJ went down and since Nurkic went down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's definitely more than we could have expected. Yep. So the playoff race, um, all the teams in the West um, have kind of locked up a playoff spot. Not kind of, but have locked up a playoff spot. Uh, Golden State, Denver, Houston, Portland, Utah, Clippers, San Antonio, and OKC is going to be your your playoff teams in the West. Um, who are you guys looking forward to seeing most in the playoffs? Man, we... If- if it falls correctly, I hope we get the Clippers. Mm. You know, I want to say Dre and Boy, they wanted the Clippers. They said that last week. Yeah. Um, I think with our with our current state, as our roster, you know, sits, that will probably be our easiest matchup. Mm-hmm. And I think we could beat the Clippers in five or six games, you know. So the right right now, the way that the standings are, we're fourth, Utah's fifth. Mm-hmm. So we would match up with home court advantage against Utah. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, isn't the best matchup, man. I know, you know, Chris kind of likes that matchup. I did before all the injuries. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, okay. we were both were like yeah. that. We're, yeah. I, I, I would have taken Utah um, before all the injuries, but mm-hmm. since you know our guys are down right now, we got to switch some things yeah. up. So I, I would go with the Clippers. Um, it's it's hard to go against Gobert, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Cantor maybe be able to hold his own because Rudy's, you know, he's real tiny. I mean, but he's a he's a he's a tall, lengthy and he's guy. Active. You know? yeah, he's active. Very active. Yeah. So so that'll be a tough matchup for us. And Donovan Mitchell, you know what I'm saying? I mean, our but, guards will go back and forth with him. But, but even but, then, you know, with Hood and Cantor, they used to play for the Jazz. Oh, that's so that good might point. be a little, you know, ammunition right incentive. there. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how that that's plays out for the uh, last week of the season, see where everybody falls in line. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm same page. Like last week, um, I had Clippers at first because we can just play with a bunch of average Joes, Schmoes. Um, but then second, I had Utah. But now, since we don't have Nurkic, um, I'm kind of like in San Antonio in the oh, second really? matchup. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, so who's, who's San Antonio's big anyways besides all the Jazz Forest? Besides Lamarcus. Yeah. It's really Lamarcus. Yeah. We looked at the other night. Um, it was really Lamarcus. Yeah, I think we can we can hold our own against San Antonio. But the, you know, their coach, Pop, yeah, you, can, you, can't can't, you can Pop, never man. count him out. So are you so, thinking that San Antonio is going to move up or we're going to move up? I'm hope. Well, I still have us at the third seed when our predictions happen. So I think we're going to move up to three. Okay. So then then you think San Antonio will move up to San Antonio's? Yeah. San Antonio's going to move up and Clips will go down. So San Antonio's behind by a game and a half right now. But I mean, obviously, my first choice would be the Clippers. Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, I thought. Personally, I thought the Pelicans was going to be a good matchup (laughs) for us last year. You know what I'm saying? So, 
Hopefully it's different for us this year. Coming up, we got Garrett Chorpenning from the Clipper Holics to get his opinion on a first round possible matchup against the Los Angeles Clippers. On the phone with us now is Garrett Corpenning from the Clipper Holics. How you doing today, Garrett? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, in the studio, man, co-host, we got Chris. Hey, what's going on, man? And we got Wang. What's up, Bep? Um, so, Garrett, how long have you been a Clipper fan? Uh, so, I've been a fan of this team for the past seven or eight years or so now. Um, it's been a lot of fun to watch them. Uh, the change they've, you know, gone through ever since the Chris Paul era, you know, come to an end and that kind of stuff. And the team they have now has been really, uh, really cool to watch and something to see. Um, so it's, it's been a lot of fun. So you, you've only been a fan for for seven or eight years or whatever, but was this the first team that you've been a fan of? Or did you have um, a- Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think this is one of the more likable Clipper teams there's been. Uh-huh. Um I know that's something that's been going around in like news stories and that kind of thing lately. Um, but you know, with the superstars and that kind of stuff that we had before, there was always something that I think was, was keeping fans from like embracing them and that kind of stuff. But you can tell these guys, you know, they're working hard, they're fighting for, you know, something they feel like they deserve and it's been really great to watch. Yeah. Um, so you're actually not in, in Los Angeles, correct? Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, what made you a Clipper fan over being like a Los Angeles Laker fan? Um, so I'm playing basketball my whole life. Um, and then just never really got into the NBA. Um, but you know, I've been to a few games and that kind of thing, but I was flipping channels one night, um, saw Clippers and Grizzlies playoff series, um, and just turned it on and kind of liked the, you know, the attitude and spirit the team had and just kind of evolved into them. Nice. You don't hear a lot of those, like just kind of watching, flipping through the channels and, um, starting to like like a team that's kind of cool that uh you kind of got into that like that yeah i guess it's cool yeah so after losing like chris paul blake griffin and even tobias harris uh from the clippers the the clippers have been able to find themselves as contenders in the west how do you think that they've been able to do that well i think it starts from the top um, I think the changes that they've had in the front office, uh, I know Doc Rivers was removed as GM a few years ago and uh, has been able to focus on coaching now strictly. And they have Lawrence Frank uh, as a great executive. Um, they have Jerry West as a consultant. And they've made all the right moves. Um, I think this season they've got a lot of great young players. Uh, they made a lot of good moves last year, signing a bunch of guys to one-year deals so they could you know, maximize cap space this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, depending on the guys they bring in this summer, um, this team could, could really be, you know, a title contender next season. Um, and all the best players they have now, I'm talking, you know, Gallinari, uh, you know, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, and then the rookies, you got, you know, Shagos Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys are all signed at least through next season. So, you know, the main core of this team is going to stay intact. So they've all done a great job uh, with, with the moves they've made uh, to, to make this team as competitive as possible. And man, we appreciate super hot takes here on Blazer Gang, man. And you just gave us a super hot take with the uh, title that they could be title contenders next season, man. I mean, the West is tough, man. And and the Lakers 
could be going after a, a, a pretty big draft pick this year and they got space to be able to pull on like AD or uh, Kawhi Leonard or something like that, even though the Clippers also have been named. And the Blazers are also in that running too, you know what I'm saying? So what what makes you think that the, the Clippers can be in in the in the uh the talk of a title contender in the West? Well, I think I'm looking at a team is in it is now. Um I think, you know, right now the Clippers are a forty six win team with a roster that most people thought, you know, the team would win twenty five, thirty games this season. Uh, and, you know, if they continue overachieving and then you add a guy, you know, a superstar like Kawhi Leonard, and then you still have more max money left over for someone else like Kevin Durant, uh, mm-hmm. or even, you know, if you do want to have some of those assets you have, try to go for Anthony Davis. This could be a team that has, you know, two or three superstars next season, plus some really good guys off the bench. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, the West is stacked. You're absolutely right. Uh, and there's a lot of good teams that I think will be in the running next season to win a title. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see no reason why the Clippers shouldn't be up there as well. So is the plan to to maximize the cap space, try to pull on a free agent? Do you want them to go after a Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, you know, the team has been great this season on offense. The one weakness has been defense, even though there are some good defenders in the team like Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Kawhi Leonard, a, you know, would be a great fit there. He's, you know, one of the best, if not the best, two-way players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's the links that he wants to come there in the first place, too. So, I think he's, you know, the number one guy that grabs this coming. So as far as building around, are you guys trying to build around like Alexander and, and Harrell? Because, I mean, those are the real young talents that you guys now have on the team. Um, not to forget about Lou Williams and stuff like that, but, you know, Lou's kind of up there in age, been around the league for a while. As far as trying to build around certain players, it is, is it Alexander and Harrell? Um, I would think more Alexander than, than, than Harold. Um, just because, you know, Shea is so young and they have him locked up in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Montrez is going to, you know, probably deserve and demand a lot of money next summer. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, next season is going to be his last on his current contract. And he's only making six million a year right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, with the, I think the sky is running with Shea. I think he's been incredible this season. Um, he's been terrific on defense. He's been great on offense really picked it up lately as well. Um, so I think that's probably the direction they want to go is build around Shea mm-hmm. um, and you know, the young guys as, as the uh, years come on. Yeah. Digging into this uh, possible first-round matchup, um, what, what do you think about this first-round matchup against the, against the Blazers, and how, how do you think that it'll, it'll turn out? I think it's interesting um, – because the Blazers won the season series this year, and I think they look like the better team for the majority of the season. Um, but I think the thing is, is with the way both teams look right now, um, you know, they haven't really seen each other in this current state. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Blazers are out use of Perkic now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, McCollum, his status is still unclear. Right. Um, so I think, you know, the current construction of both of these teams, I, I would almost say just, Throw that season series out the window and kind of just focus on what's happening right now. Um, but the you know Blazers won the season series two to one this season. Um, but like I said, you know three of those four games are played before the trade deadline. Um, and that last game the Blazers won was first of all was a back to back with Clippers, and second they were missing Gallinari, who's averaging like twenty points this season uh, per game. Mm-hmm. Um, now I think it would make for an incredible series. 
Um, and even going I back right now, even no, nah, even going back to like when when the Blazers played Houston in the playoffs, like Patrick Beverly has always been a pest for Damian Lillard, and they always go they always go back and forth. So Beverly definitely, you know what I'm saying, could be another factor for you guys. But the only problem is to me is like Blazers got a lot of depth, and we've been proving that with Nurkic and CJ out. And our only loss was right. was was last night Saturday against um, the Detroit Pistons, which was a tough back to back for us because we didn't get into Detroit till like three o'clock in the morning. But I mean, we still got right. Ennis Cantor, you know what I'm saying? And we got Zach Collins and, you know, Myers Leonard, which to me will, will cause a matchup problem for you guys, because who are you guys starting right now? I mean, Harold's playing a lot of center spot, but besides that, you guys got what? Zubak? Zubak yeah. yeah, Zubak is the, is the starting center right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it seems like a, a matchup problem right there at the center spot. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think depth is a big thing. And I think what you said, Kenneth Canner, you know, he's been great since Nurkish went down. Um, but I'm going to say, I do think the depth is the strength Clippers have as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, matchup problems, it's going to exist. Um, but you know, when you have Lou and Chad off the bench, that's almost 40 points per game right there. Um, so that's one of the things Clippers have all season. They haven't, you know, stopped coming regardless of what you have on the floor. Yeah. And, and I want to add, um, i <laughs> I was looking at the four games we played, you guys. Your bench has scored 42 or more points each game against us, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I know half the majority of those points are coming from Lou. Yeah, and that's the thing. The is Lou's ha- really, Harold. yeah, Lou's really not a bench player, man. I think he really just goes after that six man title. You know for what sure. I'm saying? Like, right. yes, yeah, he's, he's not a bench player. He's a starter for sure, but. Give us another hot take, Garrett. What do you think the playoff series will end like if we take if we if we go against you guys in the first round? Not a little biased, but I think this series can easily go to six or seven. Um, you know, because I've been watching this team all season, I would think the Clippers would take it in six or seven. But uh, I think home court is really important as well. Yeah, I, I definitely see it going six. I mean, I we've been talking about it a lot. All of us here at Blazer Gang think that the Clippers are our best matchup in the first round. Uh, you know, uh, the Clippers don't have anything to lose right now. I mean, they're playing tough basketball. Um, so me personally, I think they'll, it'll go six, but I think that the Blazers will win. What do you think, Chris? Um, if we do match up with the Clippers, I do see it going with the Blazers in four or five or five and six games. Mm. Um I do like I do like uh, Gallinari though for you guys. You know he hasn't been uh, talked about right now, but Gallinari I do see that being a potential uh, mismatch for us. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about Gallinari? Well, I think he's, he's had an incredible season. Um, you know, one of the big things last season was Gallinari was hurt almost all year. He played like mm-hmm. twenty-one games last year, um, so his health has been huge this season. But he's averaging twenty points a game. He's shooting about forty-four percent from deep. Um, you know, he's, he's been a big reason why this team has been so good offensively. Right. Because I do see um, him sort of being our mirror titch of this year if we do yeah. uh, get matched up against you guys this year in the playoffs. Um, you know, he's a tall, yeah. 6'10", 6'11", who can shoot the three. Um, he can handle the ball a little bit more than uh, mirror titch. But I do see that being a potential uh, mismatch for our Blazers. So, so, Chris, you got the Blazers in five or six? I do. Okay. What you got, Wayne? I got the Blazers in five. Uh, I think the game's going to be tough, like uh, you guys were saying. 
the Clippers play with a chip on their shoulder. They're they're um, they're all a bunch. I would say I would describe them as a bunch of solid, average players that can you know that can produce on an on an any on an any given night. Um, Doc Rivers has done an excellent job with their team chemistry as a whole collective, and being able to maintain um, maintain this the position that they are right now in the playoff seating. So I do think it's going to be five games, but those five games are going to be a well-earned five games that the Blazers are going to have to um, get through. Hey, Garrett, man, we definitely appreciate your time, man. Definitely looking forward to a possible first-round matchup, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's going to be, you know, a great series of the way it goes. Yeah, definitely, man. Hey, man, thanks for coming on Blazer Gang Podcast, man. And if we do have a first-round series against you guys, man, you're going to have to come back on so we can interview you more. All right, man, sounds good. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Garrett. Thanks, man. Let's wrap it up with talking about uh, that that interview with uh, Garrett from the Clipperholics. He said that uh, he gave us some hot takes, man. He, He said that the Clippers could be a title contending team. In the West next year, that's tough, man. That came out of left field. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I was looking uh, at both of y'all, and both of y'all <laughs> had to hold back y'all's laughs, right? Um, I, I respect his, his viewpoints, you know, but title contender, like you still got five teams ahead of you, you right. know. I mean, granted, you know, if going that's State, just in the West, yeah, that's just in the West. So, um, if Golden State does break up, which I think everybody assumes that they will this offseason mm-hmm. or next season, um. You know, it's going to be wide open, but I totally don't see the Clippers being yeah. up there in that forefront group. I mean, they've been playing tough this year, so he's going off the energy and the right. emotion of that. But, I mean, he did have some good points as far as, like, the Clippers having a lot of money still mm-hmm. available for the offseason. And then there's been rumors of Kawhi, you know what I'm saying, possibly joining the Clippers. But they would still have a lot of reconstructing of that that whole roster if they yeah. want to contend. I mean, they, don't, they got some good young guys, but if they want to be title contenders, you can't use those good those young guys and say that you're going to go for a championship. I mean, yeah. And like playing devil's advocate though, with the current state that they're in, they're, you know, competing in the West competitively. And if they were to, you know, maybe add in a, a Kawhi, they, you know, you never know with how the experiment would work where if Kawhi was on that squad, they could be a top four team based off the records of what they're doing right now. You know, just playing devil's advocate. Just, but even just you know, having that perspective. you know, adding one player, I really don't think it will make that big of a difference. You know, for yeah, Clippers because they, they still need other pieces. Like they're saying, you gaps, know, yeah. they're gonna need a, a, gonna a, need a, a center. center. Yeah. They need a center. Um, another defensive present. Um, even a two guard. You know, uh, Lou Will. Obviously, he's you know their main scoring attraction, but. Right. You're going to need some more firepower than just Kawhi. Yeah, absolutely. Right, but I'm just saying the fact that they've been able to do it right now with the 46 and 31 record. Yeah. Yeah, he's going off off the emotion and the energy of that. You know what I'm saying? So definitely respect that, man. Garrett, thanks for for your time, man, and look Mm -hmm. forward to having you on if we do have that possible first-round matchup. Going forward, we have super fan Clipper Daryl on the line for you guys. So we're going to go ahead and listen to what he has to say. We got what you want. We got what you need. What's up, up Daryl? What's going on with you? Hey, man, we're good, man. I'm Andre, man. We're Blazer Gang. Got my co-host, Chris, in the building. What's going on, man? 
Then when I got What's my up? got my other co-host Wang, man. How you doing, brother? Hey, we about hey, to be man, it's three of us, man. We about to triple team you, man. We about to triple team you. We got Clipper Daryl on the phone. We're going to go ahead and give him a uh, give him a whole lot of crap, man, about this possible first round matchup. Uh, Daryl, man, just doing a little bit of research on you, man. It seems like you the the biggest super fan at the whole NBA, man. <laughs> You know, people people give me that title, man. But I, I humbly take it, man. But I just have fun. What I, you know, what I enjoy, man. That's and all, I enjoy the game of basketball every day. Man. Hey, that's all that matters. But me as a Blazer fan, man, like I, I've seen you. You know what I'm saying? Without even doing research, I've seen you around on TV. I've I've heard about you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm definitely giving you that title of the biggest super fan of the NBA, man. And it's well deserved, man. Everything that you do, man, much respect, man, for sure. Appreciate the love, man. Absolutely, man. So it looks like you've been a season ticket holder since about 2000. How did you become a Clippers fan, and why why a Clippers fan instead of a Laker fan? 1992, man, I got fired from a job, right? And the, and the guy I worked for uh, told me I never mounted anything in life without him. He, mm. he was my best friend. Mm. And you know how, you know, you, you go home, you feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. Went, went home, plopped on the couch, turned the TV on. The Clipper game comes on, they say the same thing about them, how horrible they was, how they never mounted anything. Mm. And I said, this is going to be my team. We're going to ride and die together. Ooh, oh, that's tough, man. That gave me goosebumps. And we actually read that report about you, man. And then as soon as one of my co-hosts brought it up, Wang brought it up, I was like, dang, that's crazy. Because now that, that dude that said that to him, man, is eating crow because he's the, he's the largest super fan and he's huge right now. You know what I'm saying? So you, you've amounted to a lot, man. Like you, you're doing a lot. And I'm pretty sure the Clipper community, man, is, is, is loving it, man. So, Whoever that dude was, man, he didn't mean nothing, man. He gave you your energy that you needed. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely, man. But, you know, it's funny. I saw him, I saw him like, probably like seven years later, eight years later, and uh, driving down the street, drove the window down. He said, uh, man, I heard, you know, I've been watching you, man. Congratulations. Mm. And then uh, I've never changed my number. So a couple of years after that, he called me up. He wanted me to come out and uh, speak to his kids. He he was coaching a Pop Warner uh, league, and they wanted me to come out and uh and uh you know and, and see the uh, the game. So mm. I went on and I went on and did it, man. It ain't no hard feelings because actually gave me ammunition to be who I am today. You know. Yeah, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, definitely. So after after uh. After losing Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and even Tobias Harris, the Clippers have found themselves in a place to be contenders in the West. How do you think that they've been able to have such success this season? Hard work, man. Dedication, man. No no expectations and no ego. Mm-hmm. And with that, you know, and, and, uh, and I got to, you know, I've been hard on them for the last five seasons, but I got to give it to them this now, man. Doc Rivers, man, is a hell of a coach, man. He's the largest coach of the year this year. And even, yeah, you have been hard on him because I, I I read another report that said that you actually hashtagged fire Doc Rivers. You know what I'm saying? So with yeah. him with him losing his title of basketball operations and, and actually getting a new contract extension, are you now on board with that? Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, basically, you, you really don't have a choice if you're a Clippers fan. But my, <laughs> my thing is now is, is that, yes, I'm on board because he only has one position now. Mm-hmm. So that one position, if, if he goes with that one position, that's all he got to concentrate on. You don't have to worry about going out to get the guy. Right. What I was so mad about was that he kept changing the bench every year. And that 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 like pissed me off. I'm like, dang man, we got a good bench. What are you doing? Yeah. So, so that's what that's what that's what made me upset. But to, to watch him coach this team this season, man, I've been very proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, they're they're playing good basketball. Um, we actually just got off the phone with uh Garrett from Clipperholics, um, talking a little bit about you know the Clippers and in the future for the Clippers. Um, looks like the Clippers actually have a lot of cap space, can do a lot in the off season. Is the plan to kind of build around Alexander and, and try to pull on another big free agent? I mean, honestly, though, man, you know where they playing. You, you really, you know, you, you create superstars, man. You got Jerry West as your consultant. Come on now. Mm-hmm. That makes that makes that job a lot easier. Yeah. He's a genius player. So now, nobody knew who Chef was. Nobody knew who Clay, Clay Thompson was. Nobody knew who, who Draymond Green was. Mm-hmm. But they created superstars, and that's what I feel that we need. Mm-hmm. Now, if Kawhi or KD wants to come, but they want to play as a team, bring them on. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we can't have no self We can't have no egos, man. Right, right. Gear also gave us a hot take. He said he said that he thinks next year the Clippers will be title contenders. What do you think about that? You know, it depends on how far we go this year. Mm-hmm. It depends on how we look it. Because I feel one or two players. It, it, it I mean, it, it takes an arm. It takes a whole team to do it. It takes a, a solid bench. It gets you to the promised land, man. People, people don't know how hard it is, man, to, to repeat every single year. Yeah. And that's what it is. So it's all about the camaraderie. So we're going to see uh, this season on how far we go. Uh, and, then, and then if we're missing a couple of pieces, then we know, okay, we're missing that one piece. Okay, we bring in Kawhi. If Kawhi wants to come, let's get him, and let's go ahead and move on. I mean, we got enough, we got enough money for two, 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 uh, two max contracts. Right. So you're saying you want Kawhi? Who who else would you want to pair up with Kawhi? Like you got you got Clay uh, out KD. there. You want KD, KD, KD as well. KD. So KD yeah. and Kawhi. You guys got the cap uh, for that? Yeah, that's, yeah, we got yeah. that's we got two back. That's tying you guys up. Then you guys won't be able to resign Montrez. But but, but see, this is the thing. You can you can you can you can resign your guy. You just gotta pay the luxury tax. Yeah. Do you think uh, Steve will do that? Yeah, but see, he 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 he's good for next year though. My trans my trans got a two year deal for twelve million. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so so he's okay for next year. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So so banking on KD and Kawhi, you keep Harold. I like Harold. You know he he has a motor. Yeah. You know, I like exactly. him for you guys. So with those yeah. two, you're saying KD, Kawhi, and Harold, and you guys will be set. We'll be set because you still got you still gonna have Lil Williams. We still gonna you know we still gonna have the Dylan Gallinari. How long? We we'll have our set guy. You know we got Shea Gilchrist out of Atlanta, and that's my rookie of the year. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Woo! That's not, another hot not, take, not, man. These, not, Clip, these Clipper fans got uh, hot takes. Right? You don't like Luca the Don? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, you know, that's, that's all respect, man. I understand that take from a fan perspective. Um, so, so you're basically saying just depending on how you guys do in the playoffs, then you'll have to basically see who you guys want to bring on this, this, this coming up offseason. Yeah, because either way, I mean, even, even, even if we want to tell me, bring it on KD, bring it on KD and Kawhi is not going to hurt the team. Especially, you know, because I feel like KD's a team player and uh, Kawhi's a team player. I don't see, I don't see any problem. Yeah. Hmm. Well, how far, yeah. you, how far you guys got, how far do you got the Clippers going and who do you want to play in the playoffs? You know, I'm going to tell you though, man, this is the first year in the playoffs mm-hmm. that I don't care who we play. It's because. Really don't. Why is that? Is it just because you got nothing to lose? No, it's not even that. It's like these guys play so hard and gritty, right. and they don't have, you know, they don't care. You know how you, like, you see matchups with certain people, you say, well, we, I want to play the Nuggets, or I want to play this team. Mm-hmm. I don't care who we play, because we're going to play them hard to the, to the final, man. You know, if we had to play Golden State, we could do the same thing. It, it wouldn't matter. I would, I would not be scared to play nobody this year. So, how far do you think this team can go? Then, what's the max? How far are they going to reach? Honestly, honestly, Western Conference Finals. Western Conference Finals. All right, there. Uh, hot take. Hot take. Right. I love it, though. I love the energy. Right. You, you have, you're, uh, you're, you're very charismatic, and you build that energy just like how the Clippers organization has been doing it this year as well. Absolutely. Hey, switching topics, though. I, I really want to know who's the bigger fan out of you and Steve. Because <laughs> hey, he's crazy on the sidelines, man. Now, you got it. Now, I, I sat next to him. The first game of the season when he started owning the team, we sat next to each other. Uh-huh. And we, we was high-fiving each other. We was chest bumping. <laughs> I was doing a let's go Clipper chant. He was doing a he was doing a defense chant. Uh-huh. It was like it was like being next to your best friend, you know, not a multi-billionaire, man. Yeah. He's a straight fan of the of the game. But I think I'm bigger than Steve because I've been doing it longer. <laughs> okay. I'll, hey, I'll sure. take that. I'll take that. Hey, man. That, that, hey, man. I'm a red and black fan just because that's a, that's my trailblazer color, man. But that red and blue suit, though, man, is pretty damn fly, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> and I know my man Chris, he had a question about your car, man. You know man yeah. Hey, I, I'm a big fan of the BMWs, right? Uh-huh. Why did you do your BMW all red with the decals on the side, man? I messed up that nice automobile. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you why I did that. In 06, I got a I got a fan dream of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it was so crazy for me. Uh, Donald Sterling, I went to I went to the airport to cheer my team on in game seven of the of the uh we was in the second round in the playoffs. We were playing the Phoenix Sun. Right. So I'm at the airport cheering my team on. We're gonna go do this, right? Because I was going down there the, the following day. And uh, Donald Sturgeon walked up to me at the airport. Mm. He said, Daryl, how would you like to ride on a team flight? Mm. So, I, I mean, I was, my mouth dropped out of my mouth. Mm. I, I said I was speechless. And I like, I, I, you know, <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. Right. He said, so I, 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 called, I called my wife and, uh, called, and uh, told her what I was doing. She just said, go. 
And uh, I, I went on, I went on and uh, went on and, and, and went out there. I called one of my partners that was, I was driving out there with. I said, I need you to go by the house and pick up my suit and uh, bring it out there too. But when I got to Arizona, I thought I was just flying with the team and uh, that was it. I was gonna go stay with my sister because she lived in Arizona. Mm-hmm. He put me, he put me up in the rich car office, mm-hmm. you know, and then he had me go, then I had dinner with, with the whole front office at Morton's the steakhouse right across the street from the hotel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was, you know, so I said, how can I, how can I retain it? So I had, I had that white, I had a, I had a dealer's license for a buy and sell car. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I had this, I had this white BMW in my driveway. And I said, you know what? That'll look good. <laughs> so, so I started putting it together, man. I took it down to the to the body shop, and, and uh, because at, at the time, at the time, I co-owned a, 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 a auto body shop, and okay. then I got the interior done. And man, and you know, I got to see, and the decal was airbrushed on. Oh, all really? that stuff okay. Was painted on. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe in decals. I believe in paint. Mm, gotcha. No, it's 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 a it's a fun looking uh beaver that you got, man. I'll say, oh, he did that to the seven series. I was oh, I was hurt, but it's but cool though. What did you see the new one coming out? Bro? I seen. I was just gonna oh, ask you about oh. that. I seen that post on Instagram. And mm-hmm. in, in, any any details you can release for us? Or are you keeping that private? When you when when I got to release it, give me a jangle. I'm gonna give you a jangle, let you know. For sure. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna send you some. I'm gonna you some side pictures. So when I release it, I'm doing a big part of it because it, it should be coming out right before. It should be coming out right, right, right when the playoffs start. Okay. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be looking for it, man. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So there, I, I read another article, man. Caught me off guard a little bit. You know what I'm saying with that with that signing of LeBron James, man. You had that bandwagon contract ready to sign. You know what I'm saying? To me, to me, that kind of questions your loyalty, man. Was you ready? Was you ready to start ring chasing? Man, it, it was a joke, man. Between me and LeBron, <laughs> you know, and you was in the Lakers so colors too, man. Man, no. That was Photoshop. One of my friends photoshopped. <laughs> One of my friends' friends photoshopped. Oh, okay. You wouldn't put that on then. Okay. No, I, yeah. I wouldn't, nah, that wasn't on. But uh, it was funny because when I did it, I didn't know it was going to go viral like that. Yeah. I, I, I knew people to look at it, but that thing went viral, man. It was all over the news and everything. Right, man. And uh, it was funny. But LeBron showed me so much love over the years, and I was sitting here on the 4th of July board. And I said, man, <laughs> and I looked at the picture and I just tweeted it out, man. But it was, it was all in fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, man. For sure. Uh, so just looking forward to this possible first round matchup. Um, how, how do you think that things will play out if the Blazers and the, and the Clippers actually played in the first round? Oh, Clippers are six. Ooh. Clippers just like six. that, huh? That was yeah, that was that 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 came out your mouth real easy, man. I mean, you know, we got Damian Lillard. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got a pretty deep. Love, even without, even with losing Nurkic and CJ still, you know, being injured, man. Like, we got a pretty deep team still. Is he is he is he scheduled to come back for the playoffs? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's pretty healthy. I mean, he's still, you know, he's getting his swag walk back. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely, we're definitely expecting CJ to be back for the playoffs. Now, does that change your mind a little bit? Uh, 
No, not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like he was hesitating for a little bit. He was like, is he, is he coming back? Is he coming yeah. back? So, man, he made him a little nervous, <laughs> man. Oh, no. Subconsciously. Yeah, nervous, man. As, long, as long as I got Patrick Beverly, I'm good. Uh, yeah, Patrick uh, Beverly, man, he calls just going back to that Houston Rockets and that Trailblazers uh, playoff se- series, man. He caused Dame a lot of problems. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, I know Pete Beverly's uh he's an elite on ball defend defender. Um but going back to how you said you'd get us in six, is there any other teams that um I know you said clearly that you would play any team in the West, but us in six, what other teams are you gonna take over um during the playoffs that would that you guys could beat? We can beat them all. I knew you were gonna say that. Oh, man. I knew you were so everybody say in that. six. Everybody in six. No. If 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 we 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 if yeah, man, we got sure, you, man. You He's saying six, man. Hey, I'm, I'm kind of hurt by that, man. Yeah, man, we offended, man. You know no, what no saying? hesitation, and, no and, hesitation. And I might even fly. I might even fly down. Hey, yes, Daryl, sure. hey, if you come down here, man, we're gonna show you around the city, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We're gonna have to go have dinner with you, yeah, man. Yeah, drink, hey, man, drinks on us. Hey, man, man I, I respect you, man, but yeah. I'm offended. Did you think that <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a Clippers that easy though? You know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, I love. Hey, I'm a daytime fan though. I love that time. I talk to hey. I talk to Dame at least twice a month. That's respect. Uh, That's respect. So I, I love that. I mean, because you know, away from the forty-eight minutes, man, they know they're the enemy. But after the forty-eight minutes, man, I got love for every player that don't play for the Clippers. Yeah, because for you know, sure. You know what I'm saying? Because I do a lot of charity stuff out in the, out in the communities and stuff. So I, I deal with a lot of players and you know a lot of celebs. So you know, but after the forty-eight minutes, shoot, it's <laughs> over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's respect, man. That's respect. Yeah. Hey, so yeah, man, if we definitely get that matchup against you guys, man, we'll definitely love to have you on. You know what I'm saying? Every week we, we record weekly, so we'll definitely love to have you on. And if you even fly here to Portland, man, hit us up, man. Drinks on us, man. Show you around the city, man. Love to sit down and talk to you in person. You know what I'm saying? So definitely uh, enjoy having you on a podcast today, man. You're a great personality, even though me personally, man, I think the Blazers got it in five, man. Chris, what you think? I'm going to say Blazers in six. And I said five. Wow. <laughs> hey, we didn't hesitate either, man. We didn't hesitate either. Hey, man. I, I've, been, I've, been a, I've been a fan of the Trail Blazers, man, since the 90s. You know what I'm saying? So that was my first team. That's back to Clyde Drexler. You know what I'm saying? Terry Porter. Hey, Duckworth, man, you know what I'm saying? Actually, when I was when I was a young kid, man, you know, Duckworth's favorite thing was fishing, and he came out to my school and took us out on a fishing trip. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, oh, wow. yeah, man. Now, you know, now, now, that's why I became a fan. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm 36, man. I've been a fan since I was like 19 years old. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. yeah, man, I'm a diehard fan. So when this roll off my tongue, it's easy for me. No, but you know what though? Y'all got two fans out there though. I watch y'all, I, I hear a lot about y'all on TV, but then I watch y'all on how y'all cheer. Y'all some, y- y- y'all, y'all ain't no joke out there either. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, it's going to be a biased opinion for me, you know what I'm saying? But I hear it from other people too, you know what I'm saying? They, we got the best fan base in the NBA. Facts. Facts. No, no, no. no. Facts. I honestly don't, man. 
honestly, I, I'm gonna tell you who got the best fan base in the NBA right now, though. And they ain't an OKC, bro. <laughs> really, OKC. OKC is no joke. That's interesting. I... Yeah, you got it. We, you know, we ate because what, what I plan to do next year, I plan to go to all thirty teams. Mm. I'm, I'm planning to go all the road trips, mm-hmm. and I'm going to interview. And I plan because I have a radio show on the weekends too. Okay. And uh, and uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to interview like different fans from every team. Mm-hmm. You so, know, that's why I call my show the fan too because I want to hear from the fans. Right. 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 Yeah, man, we definitely like to hear hear from you after you do your 30 trips just to see what you think. You know what I'm saying? And when you do your trip here in Portland, too, man, make sure that we know about it so we can be extra amped for it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And extra amped. Yeah. Because, see, I do, see, I do a little thing out here for the high schools, right? Mm-hmm. And they have student sections. Who got the best student section? Mm. So I, I said, I'm going to do it for the pros. I'm going to see who really got the best fans. Yeah, nah, that's that's a good idea. Hey, man. Now that would be dope, idea. man. Yeah. Going to every every, every uh, arena, yeah. every uh, team. Yeah, nah, that's a yeah. good good idea, man. Definitely. Hey, Daryl, man, thanks for your time, man. Like I said, man, you know what I'm saying. We'll definitely like to have you on more if we get that first round matchup with you guys. Um, and if you come into Portland, man, definitely reach out to us, man. Hey, exactly. Hey, matchup, I'll be there. All right, man. For thanks sure, for sure, man. Thanks for your time, Daryl. No problem, man. Y'all take it. All right, you as well. Hey, so that was Clipper Daryl, man. Hey, to be honest, man, like, I'm a straight Blazer fan. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes for me, man, it's tough hearing from other biased fans. You know what right. I'm saying? But Clipper Daryl, man, great personality. You know what I'm he saying? Live dude. Yeah. yeah. But, to say, but to say Clippers in six, though, easy. Yeah. I, felt, I felt like. He went through the phone and smacked every one of us in the face. Okay? <laughs> like six, like come on, Clipper Daryl, man, come on, man. Hey, y'all, y'all been playing good, but I don't know. I mean, if you were to just like not even know what the standings were or anything or what the roster was, just based off his energy, I would just back him up too. Yeah, he's like right. Clippers in six. <laughs> yeah, and he I, said he don't care who we play. Yeah, he uh, said we beating everybody. Western uh, Conference uh, Finals. And that's how you got us versus the world, man. That's right. basically that mentality. I like it though. Yeah, you got ride for your team, man. He's yeah. diehard Clipper fan, man. Yeah, hey, man. A lot of respect for Daryl, man. Doing a lot of good things, not just even for the NBA, like he said. You know what I'm saying? He's doing stuff for his community, mm-hmm. and the way that he got started, man, I can respect that. You know what I'm saying? Right. For him to get fired from his job and somebody to tell him mm-hmm. that he's not going to be anything, he's not going to amount to nothing. He really used the Blazer Gang's uh, theme, man, rise and he rise above. For sure, man. Like, anybody who says that you can't do something, like, to me, I would take that to heart yeah. and flip that and say, all right, I'm going to show you. And that's what he did, man. And he's, like, one of the most known fans out there in our league. Right. So, right. yeah, shout out to Clipper Darrell, man. Hey, man, lo- love and respect Clipper Darrell, man. Like I said, man, we'd love to have you on again, man. We got what you want. All right, as we wrap up with this Blazer Gang podcast, man, we got the unfortunate news um, as we was actually doing the podcast that that Nipsey Hussle passed passed away. So we want to give a nice little moment of silence, man, some respect to Nipsey Hussle and everything that he did, not only for the hip hop community, but also for his community also.
So as we wrap up the Blazer Gang podcast, check out BlazerGonian.com. Like and follow us on all the social media sites. Subscribe to the podcast and rate us. Big thanks to our special guest, Garrett from Clipperholics, Clipper Daryl. Shouts out to Young Jordan for his music. Check him out on Spotify. Our behind-the-scenes producers, editor, Darren and Derek. Henry V Events for the wonderful studio. And Killer Burger for always keeping us fueled up. And as always, Rip City on the ass.